Well, shoot. Welcome back to Doing the Dang Thing with Sarah Games. I'm your host, obviously, Sarah Games. And uh, welcome to episode two. Can't believe we've made it this far, but I mean, doggone, here we are. Um, before this episode starts, I have a big um, shout out to my dear friend, Sarah. Not me. I'm not talking in third person. Um, my dear friend, Sarah. Hey, girl. How are you doing? Um thanks uh sarah actually told and i told sarah starting this podcast she was very excited and uh she sent i got my first piece of fan mail she counts as fan mail uh she sent me a microphone to plug up to my phone to record these so uh the audio quality is fantastic big shout out to sarah sarah i love you thanks for being my number one supporter in this um so yeah welcome back to episode two um so we're just gonna recap this week uh, before we get into what this whole episode is really going to be about, let's talk about this week. Um, one thing I saw on Facebook this week uh, is that somebody said they put mayonnaise on a Reese cup, and um, I wanted to. When I read that, I wanted to just I don't disappear. Um, who's putting mayonnaise on a Reese cup? It it really bothers me. Like when I read that, that's just like that's something you eat on like Fear Factor. Like, you can't tell me, like, last last part of Fear Factor, it's you and another person, you're here balling out for 10 grand, and they're going to look at you and they're going to say, here's a pound of a Reese cup slathered in, like, and you could tell the person didn't eat it with, like, Good Duke's mayonnaise. They probably put, like, Miracle Whip or something. If that was between me and $10,000, I love a Reese cup, but I, I just don't think I could do it. Um, and it, I've... I saw this this morning when I'm recording this. I saw that earlier today, and it has bothered me for probably about six hours now, thinking about somebody eating a Reese cup with mayonnaise on it. I don't know if it gives y'all the ick. Um, Another thing that gives me the ick is when um, I saw a grown man uh, spell out mozzarella stick, and he just put Moz sticks. But this episode is not about the icks. Um, we, We can have a whole episode dedicated to things that give me the ick. But, um, so yeah, that's really been bothering me for the past couple hours, and honestly, I just had to get it off my chest. Um, I really did, because I can't stop thinking about it. Another thing that happened this week, uh, obviously worked this week, um, didn't deal with too many crazy people, which was nice. Um, I went out with my friends this weekend, uh, we were, you know, it's COVID, so we were masked up, everybody was tested negative, you know, all the precautions. We went out downtown, um, and did downtown Raleigh. We went and ate at my favorite sushi place. It was so good. We went and got coffee afterwards. This really, like, cute coffee place uh, a little bit down the street. And, uh, they gave my phone number to a random stranger that was way out of my league. It's been over 24 hours, and I still haven't got a text back. So, um, if you're hearing this guy from the coffee shop, hi. Uh, but I also heard that somebody that knows him vaguely kind of knows him uh, said that he lies about uh, being part of the pool of men that would be on the bachelor bachelorette um, that he lies about that to get attention from women so I'm really not upset that he didn't text me back because sir what like who is like an attention thing like he'll like overly like talk about it like on the phone like make up about it on the phone and loudly lie in a coffee shop to get attention from women ladies the bar is on the floor uh who's got the time to do this 
Who has got the time to sit down and say, I'm going to fabricate a whole lie about being a potential cast member on The Bachelorette? I, I'm not impressed. I, mm, disgusting. Um, a little teaser for next week, the next episode. Um, if you remember from last episode, my dear aunt, Nana Pat, um, she's going to be on here. She doesn't know this. So while we're recording this right now, she has no idea that she's going to be, um, on next episode. But, um, yes, the Miss Wasaucy herself is going to make a guest appearance. I'm so excited to make her sit down and, um, record an episode with it. We're totally going to film it. Um, it'll be up on YouTube, everything. She doesn't know, but she'll be okay. Um, don't be surprised if she's in, um, some kind of flannel getup. That's kind of her look. Um, so, yeah, Nana Pat's going to be on next episode. But this episode, I kind of wanted to talk about my childhood. Um, when I was thinking of all these ideas for what I was going to talk about on this podcast, um, I do want to talk about me growing up and what it was like to grow up as me. And, um, then I sat down and I looked at everybody um, in my house, all the people I've lived with just about my entire life, and I was like, what's something, um, funny about my childhood? And, um, we were all like, uh, we don't know what to say. And I was like, well, then other things that you did bring up that I'm, I'm, I, I don't, I don't know if we're all ready for that, so we'll get there eventually. But, um, let's just, let's just begin. So, uh, growing up, I'm the oldest, so, um, obviously, my dad, treated me like a son you know it was like Sarah you're gonna be my right hand for god knows how long and we're gonna do things together and up until maybe a year a year and a half ago I found out um and it honestly bothers me that I'm sorry there's a light outside that's like swinging and I don't know if it's this clock that's in here or what but it's really it's I can see it outside the window it's midnight when I'm recording this this is really freaking me out I don't no I don't know where this line is coming from um hold on let me okay we hit the light okay sorry <laughs> the tension span of a gnat but um so yeah, always dad's right hand. We're going to do whatever, whenever. Also my mom's right hand, you know, whole oldest child deal. And up until a couple years ago, when we would go, um, you know, I went fishing with him when I was probably three or four. You know, it's the minute you can figure out how to cast a reel, you're in. The minute you learn that coordination, you're in. So I'm like four years old sitting out on a five-gallon bucket little blonde haired little Sarah just sitting there for hours with her dad you know trying to catch a brim um you know bacon in the sun he my daddy said I remember the first time we went we stayed out there for hours because you would not leave and you were red like like blood red and when every time we would go even now if we go um he would tell me well sir you can't be talking the fish can hear you you're gonna scare them off and so even when I would go with other people, like I remember going one time with my ex-boyfriend, I said, you got to quit talking to me. I said, the fish are going to hear you. I said, this is quiet. You know, the fish are going to hear you. You're going to scare all the fish off. And he was like, nah, that's not true. I said, shut up. I said, of course it's true. It's what my daddy said. Um, later on TikTok, I found out a bunch of girls and a bunch of people's daddies told them this. And apparently this is completely not true. 
And so I told my dad about that tonight. I said, you know that you used to tell me that. And he said, I know. He goes, yeah, it's not true. He goes, I just need you to be quiet. And so honestly, like it bothered me. I'm like, now I'm sitting here filming a podcast. I'm literally recording myself talking for at least 20 minutes at a time. And then I could have, you know, could have been talking, could have been, you know, running my mouth the whole time in the fish. He goes, yeah, the fish really only get scared of shadows. So I don't know if anybody else's daddy made you sit there and made you be extremely quiet the whole time uh, you fished. But my dad did. And he was like, if you start talking, you're going to scare the fish away. You just got to sit here and be quiet. And when I tell y'all I was silent, nothing. Nothing came out of my mouth, except for when I yelled when I'd catch a fish. So, um, yeah. So, well, I grew up, you know, a little bit, you know, got a little bit older. And um, I went to kindergarten. And my trip to kindergarten was traumatic for my mama. Um, she cried went basically crazy because she was like they don't know my daughter like she's just getting left with these strangers and there's you know me just hopping out being like all right i'll see you and i was so excited and she's like sarah i can't do this they don't know you sarah they don't know you and i was like mama i'm okay i was like i was i was fine she was like well how was your day and i was like it was great i had a great time and she was like are you sure do you want to go back and i was like yeah like it was fun and so um you know i made friends and um i remember when i was when during nap time we would lay like near um (laughs) we would lay like near her desk my teacher's desk and she would give us magazines to read and i thought i was so cool because i could sit there and read a magazine while everybody else is sleeping because i didn't need to sleep and i was like this is it so a little bit later you know uh third grade comes around i go on a youth trip um and we go skating and i fall um because i didn't know how to stop in these skates like y'all i've been clumsy my entire life like most people but um especially when i got towards like third fourth fifth sixth seventh grade the clumsiness the clumsiness levels skyrocketed like skyrocketed like there was no there was no help for me i was falling everywhere bumping into everything i don't know if my eyes just quit working i don't know what was going on um it was insane so i remember we went on this trip and i didn't know how to roller skate and my mom was like i used to skate all the time in the 80s oh oh girl i was great we used to go to the skating rinks all the time and so i was like well if my mom can do it i can totally do it and um remember I was like well if I just keep running into these big walls I'll stop and it'll be fine and um so I would do it and I was like well you know these little step ups are so there's a lot more of an area to do the step ups versus these big walls I said I'll just try one that y'all I went flying full force towards these things because I didn't know how to stop with one toe I kept like Michael Jackson in like two toes up And I was falling everywhere. So I just bumped full force. I didn't bump. I rammed into these step-ups. And I remember falling and hit my elbow so hard. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, that hurt, that hurt, that hurt. But I didn't cry. Prided myself in not crying. I'm sitting there, you know, my mama was a work it out before you go to the doctor kind of person. Like, I guess, I don't know if most parents did that. I know mine most really did. She's like, we're not going to the doctor unless we absolutely have to. You can just, you know, work it out. You'll be fine. You didn't break nothing. You didn't cry. If you didn't cry, it means you didn't break nothing. 
and um, worked it out for like two weeks. We finally go to the doctor. They're like, Sarah, your your elbow is broken. I almost broke the whole tip of my elbow off. And they're whatever you do, like don't keep bending it out, trying to work it out. They're like, it's gonna make it worse. And I remember just looking at my mama, like, are you serious? And my mama was just like shrunk back in her seat. She's like, I've been telling her to do that for two weeks. And the doctor looked at her and she was like. He's like, why would you tell her to do that? She's like, well, I didn't know she really got hurt as bad as she did. And he was like, uh, her whole elbow is almost broken off, Miss Games. Um, she definitely got really, really hurt. And she was like, I'm so sorry. Um, so, yeah, then I was never had a cast. I was in a sling. Thought I was cool because I could put stuff in my sling and, like, carry stuff around. Then, like, fourth grade comes... And I tell my mom I want to learn how to play the violin. So I start playing the violin. Uh, I was terrible. I played that all the way through high school. And honestly, I really don't think I ever got better because I didn't practice. And when I would try to practice at home, mom was like, Sarah, like, we need you to shut your door. Like, it's really loud. It wasn't because it was really loud. It was literally because I was bad. Like, I sounded terrible. But I tried. I, You know, points for trying. But I was terrible. And I was like, I can't. I can't do this. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that was kind of like me in school. I was also a big profe- like perfectionist. I remember, I think it was in third grade, you had to have, like, so many points, to, like, AR points. Do y'all remember AR points? It really bothers me that my brother, um, who is now in uh, middle school, like, they had AR points, but they weren't, like, pushed. Like, if you had so many, you got to have the pizza party. And, like, he didn't have, he he never had the trauma and the pressure to get the AR points to get into the pizza party. And I remember one time I came so close, I remember crying outside of the classroom because I didn't get my AR points. And my teacher let me take a test to get AR points, and then I got enough, and I got to go inside and eat pizza. But, yeah, super bad perfectionist since, like, in elementary, like, school, um... It, everything was traumatizing to me if it wasn't perfect and now I look at my life and I'm like oh girl if you just knew you'd be all right you'd be like don't worry about them AR points girl C's get degrees uh honestly so um yeah that was that was me in like school wise like when I was little it wasn't anything like crazy crazy I guess the crazier stuff happened whenever I was at home um, so my parents have lived in the same house since they've been married, you know, and so grew up here. We live on, like, a good, like, piece of land, um, and we didn't really, like, ever talk to our neighbors for some reason. We, I guess because we didn't live in, like, a neighborhood, there was never that pressure, but we knew this one lady that lived beside us. She was married, and I'll never forget this. It felt like it was the first, like, real piece of, like, man advice my mom ever really gave me. Um, and I was, I was young, like, I was still probably in elementary school, like, early elementary school, and, um, we used to call her neighbor. I have no idea what this woman's name is. There was a neighbor that lived to the left of us, and to the right of us, there's this big field, and beside the field are these chicken houses. So this man, I don't know what his name is, but we just call him Chicken Man. I could not... I could not pick this man out of a lineup, but I know if I, when I see him, I know who he is. It's Chicken Man. And we really call him, like, hey, Chicken Man, and he responds <laughs> to it. And I'm like, I wonder how that feels, just to be like, somebody's like, hey, Chicken Man, and you're just like, hey. I'd be like, oh, God, I don't know. I don't know if my parents know what his name is. 
they probably do, but like I do not, I have no idea. So neighbor, the woman and her husband lived beside my parents for years and years and years. I think they probably were living there even when they got married. And um, she was nice, and whenever, you know, we'd be outside at the same time, like, we would talk, and she was just really nice, and her husband started, like, changing, and he started, like, dressing different. I think her and my mama were kind of friends at this point. They started, she started, he started dressing different. He was, like, leaving for, like, extra long, like, after work. He started, like, buying a motorcycle and, like, changing everything about himself. And then I remember he ended up leaving her, had this whole, like, midlife crisis, and I was like, oh, my God. And, like, she ended up moving off, too. Now we have, like, we went through a couple neighbors, and now we've had this one over there that they've lived there for a little bit now. And so we kind of say hi to them sometimes if we're out. Um, and I remember my mama looking at me, and she goes, Sarah, you always know that something's going on when they start changing how they dress. She goes, they start changing how they're dressing, they're going seeing somebody else. And sure enough, he had, like, a whole, like, he had a whole, like, extra girlfriend, all kinds of crazy stuff, like, out of nowhere. And she was, the poor woman was just wrecked. And I will never forget that. If I, any time I start seeing something kind of change and, like, something's up, he's got somebody. And usually I'm right. So there's your little advice. Your man starts changing up a whole lot of things about himself all at once. Girl, you, you need to be on the lookout. You need to start looking because something's going on. I don't trust it. I don't trust it. So, when I was little, uh, living on this, like, you know, probably about an acre and a half worth of land, my daddy had always been, like, really into, like, anything with a motor. He had motorcycles growing up. Uh, he would go through cars like it was nothing. Like, he would always be having a new, different kind of car, trading, whatever. So, it totally made sense that we had, well, especially me, I was more into it, things that, you know, drove. So, we had four-wheelers we had uh we had a go-kart one time that was fun uh we also had a dirt bike and my mama would never let me build a ramp because obviously hello um accident prone over here she was trying to save her save herself some money because um one wrong move I was definitely going to the hospital no questions asked and um so we never really had a ramp but the thing was whenever i'd ask one year for a, a dirt bike because i told my daddy i was like well daddy when i get older i want to get a motorcycle he goes well if you can't drive a dirt bike you can't drive a motorcycle and i said okay that piece of information uh disclaimer was actually true um it's a great first start he wasn't just telling me that just because uh he wanted me to be quiet bless him poor john um so I said, okay, so for Christmas one year, I get a dirt bike, and it's a little, like, mini dirt bike. It's got the training wheels off of it. I don't think the training wheels even came off the whole time I had it. Um, and there's these big, like, divots in our backyard. I don't know why. They just always kind of been there, these big, like, dips. So I remember riding around, and they always told me, like, Sarah, you got to be careful riding in the backyard because these dips, something could happen. I was like, okay, you know, I'm fine. I obviously was not riding around with a helmet on because I was dumb. Um, and I remember he had this old, like, blue truck. Like, one, like it was probably, like, a 70-something, like, Chevrolet blue truck in the back. Like, you know, completely, like, you know, how they made him back then. Super heavy, like, real, real, real metal. Like, this thing was, this thing was a tank. And I remember one day we were all out there and, 
cousin was here and my mama was out there and I was riding my dirt bike around and I remember hitting this divot and probably at the time I was probably weighing 60 pounds like I was little and I bounced through the backyard and there was no stopping I was just holding on for dear life I will never forget this the day till the day I die I bounced all through the backyard and I hit the truck put my arms out so it wouldn't slam my face into it. I hit the truck my mom is running through the yard screaming, oh my God, oh my God, are you okay, are you okay? I'm crying, I'm like, okay, I'm okay, I'm not hurt, I'm just really scared, so I didn't touch it for like weeks. I was traumatized. And um, we took it out one day, again, to try to drive it again. I burnt my thigh on the motor, I put it up, and so I said, I'm, I'm just not riding it right now. I was like, I don't wanna, I don't wanna mess with it. Like, I've almost died. I've now burnt myself. I'm over it. I'm over it. So then one day, it had been like a year, not really a year, maybe like six months, and I hadn't touched it. And I went to where it was put up at, and I was looking, and it wasn't down there. And I came inside, and I was like, where's my dirt bike? And they're like, what do you mean? I said, where, where'd you guys put it? And they're like, Sarah, we, th we sold it. I said, you sold my Christmas present? And they're like, well, duh, you're not riding it. And I was just... Like, I was really smart of them to sell it, but at the same time, like, I have no idea when they sold it. Like, there was never, like, a... I never saw it, like, leave, which was really weird. But, um, yeah, they totally sold my Christmas present. And I was like, that's terrible. Who sells a Christmas present? You could have said something to me first. But, yeah, I really, like, I slammed so hard into that truck, and I will never forget. I was so scared. I was like, this is it. Like, I'm dying. Like, I'm, like, seven, and my life is flashing before my eyes. I'm like, this is it game over for me um and then I would go over to my friend's house when I was little um my friend Sarah who we talked about earlier uh Sarah, um who you know my first bit of fan mail this fabulous microphone that um next week when you see me actually record this and put it on YouTube uh I kind of move a lot when I talk and so this microphone has this little clip where you can put on your shirt well I moved too much and I was scared you would hear like the rustling of my clothes so I'm sitting here in my mom's craft room where it's quiet. Um, again, this episode, it's going to be like my, I guess, my little recording studio. I told mom, I said, we should get an on-air light to put on the door. And she said, shut up and go in there and report, record your podcast. And I said, all right, thank you for the support. Um, but right now it's clipped to the tab of a Pepsi can. So Pepsi, don't come for me, but I will take a sponsorship because you're basically like my mic stand. Because I looked found a tripod to set it up on and then uh have misplaced the tripod and couldn't and i've been able to find it for the past three hours no idea where it's been but i guess this little what is this a 12 ounce pepsi can i guess it works turn up pepsi um but i would go over to sarah's when i was little and uh she had those like ripped scooters kind of thing you know the ones like you they're not ripped I can't remember the name of them but you know them scooters you kind of like they had the bar up and you'd hold to the bar and you like scoot around so we would like ride around on these scooters and then uh she had a twin brother she has not had he's not dead she has a twin brother so we would like all like play together and we ride around on these scooters and we would do like movie nights and we would like sneak and watch larry the cable guy when it was like pg-13 when we were in like fourth grade and we would like sneak and watch it because we were obviously daredevils and we would play with the neighbor boy across the street his dad 
and mom on the pizza place in town so we would get this really good pizza when we would hang out with them and then Sarah's dad lived like he would drive like through like their wood the woods they had like a little bit of a wooded area to get over to their house so we would get to ride on the gator which I thought was the coolest thing ever that they had a gator I was like this is high that to me that is high living like that's high living riding on this gator we would ride on the gator to go to her dad's house and we would play over at her dad's house and run back home well one day um on the bushes by Sarah's house um there was this honeysuckle growing I was like Sarah have you ever had honeysuckle and she's like no and um i will never forget this either this was like marked in my memory forever and i showed her how to like eat the honeysuckle out of like the flowers you know you pull the stem out and you like suck it out and it's like really sweet and we used to do it like at my grandma's and stuff and i did it this time and i think there was a bug or something in it because the whole right side of like my cheek and into my neck swole the next day and um i had to go to the doctor and i had like some kind of infection because they think i like sucked up some bug and i had like an allergic reaction and sarah was really upset and she was like oh my god sarah it's my fault and i was like no and i was like what were you thinking i was like mom i've done this a bunch of times like i don't know what happened and the doctor just kind of looked at me and she was like oh my god and i was like well yeah i'm like girl you're a doctor's office in the South. You know my whole family. You're not surprised, girly. Don't be surprised. You, it was, I took medicine and I was okay. But, um, yeah, my whole face, like, swole up. And I remember, like, calling my mom. I was like, Mom, like, you gotta come. Like, I don't know. And, like, so then her, my mom was calling her mom. And they were talking about it. And she's like, I'm so sorry, Helen. Like, we don't know. But, yeah, we used to, like, sneak and watch Larry the Cable Guy all the time. And then um, it was fun because I was like, oh, my God, we're watching Larry the Cable Guy. And we would, like, turn it off real quick if her mom came by because we were obviously daredevils at 13 watching, you know, sneaking and watching Larry Cable Guy. Because, you know, that's what you do when you, I guess, grow up in the country. And so Sarah would come over to my house. And so I didn't have, like, a door on my um my closet so I had a curtain and I remember that she said one day we had like a surprise party for me and they hid in my closet but they were hidden behind the curtain and I remember Sarah telling me she thought it was the coolest thing ever because I had a curtain um in my over my closet and she just thought it was so cool and I was like dude I thought it was cool your whole house is cool I was like and you were cool over a curtain I was like you had a gator like you were high living so when I was younger younger my um grand before i was in school my grandma would take care of me um bless her sweet graham and so we would i would stay over her house when my mom was at work and um jordan my cousin lived there and so it was always fun because i got to see jordan because by the time you know maybe around that time well earlier before that we would go and pick up jordan from school um and we would sometimes like go eat lunch with her and it made me want to go to Jordan's school so bad but I was put in like a different school like closer to my house obviously and I was so upset that I didn't get to go to the same school Jordan did but so we had this whole thing to where at 10 o'clock we would watch Sesame Street and at like 2 30 cops would come on and it was like a it was like a weekly thing it was a daily thing every day that was our routine 10 o'clock there was me little old Sarah laying 
on the carpet just sitting there watching Sesame Street. And then at 2.30, we were sitting on the couch then. We were high living. And we were watching Cops. And I was like, oh, my God, this is living. I was living my dream. Fourth grade little, four-year-old little Sarah sitting there with her bug juice. Living. You know what else is small town living when you know you've made it? Ten minutes down the road, the, one of the closer towns to my house, um, got a McDonald's. And my mama pulled us out of school the day the McDonald's opened. So we could go to the grand opening of the McDonald's. It was a whole thing. We, we didn't have to drive 20 minutes to a McDonald's anymore. No, girl, we could drive 10. 10 minutes. She pulled us out of school that day. We got an early release. Me and my mama and my little sister who wasn't, she, I don't think she was in school yet. She might have been in like kindergarten or something. And Jordan, who was homeschooled, we made a whole trip. We went, we drove over there, went to the McDonald's the day it opened. They were having giveaways, prizes, and we got one. We got like a, like a, it was like a tomato, like keychain or something. But it was, it was, it was, it was a day. You know, you get a McDonald's 10 minutes from your house and suddenly you are really living up there. Really just living. I'm telling you, when I, when we had a Quiznos. Y'all remember a Quiznos? We had a Quiznos five minutes from my house in town. My mama used to go in there and get these salads all the time. Make sure it's got the flatbread. I like the flatbread. Give me a flatbread. She used to talk about flatbreads all the time. We thought we were living high. Now the McDonald's is still there. Now we got a little Caesars that I don't even go near. Do not go near there. No cardboard pizza for me. I used to do that. And so when I would stay at my grandma's, um, I used to be obsessed with the movie E.T. It terrified me. Oh, I was terrified. So scared of E.T. But I would tell my grandma, I was like, can we watch it? And she's like, sir, you know you're scared. I said, no, I'm not. I said, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. So I remember, like, sitting on our couch, like, hiding behind the pillow. And I was talking to Jordan uh, the other week. And we she brings this up all the time. She goes, Sari, do you remember me having the E.T. doll? I said, I do not remember. She said she used to chase me around the house with this E.T. doll that she had. And I used to scream. And she used to get in trouble. And then I used to get in trouble for screaming in the house. But, like, it was a whole thing. Like, Jordan had, like, a bicycle we used to, like, ride around on this bicycle all the time. Like, I had to learn how to ride the bicycle in the dirt, in the loose sand. Almost ate it every time. Jordan also played soccer when she was little. I thought she was the best soccer player. I thought she was the closest thing to Messi anybody had seen. I don't know what Messi's first name is. Um, I don't, I don't, want, I don't want soccer, but I know him. And I remember, I was like, I want to play soccer. I went and took, we're in, the, we're in you know, southeastern North Carolina. It's hot 4th of July weekend. It's hot. Burning up. And they said, you know what we ought to do? Put a bunch of kindergartners out there and give them a soccer camp. So my mama signed me up. I hated it. Every second of it, I said, Mama, never going to play soccer again. We went. Jordan also played basketball. I thought she was the LeBron of our town. She was the best basketball player I'd ever seen. I was like, I got to do this. I want to play some basketball. I went and played for the Parks and Rec like everybody else did in this town. Everybody everybody played for Parks and Rec. And then if you if you were real country, you, you know you're real country if you also signed up and did 4-H. Oh, I did 4-H. Took us to the alpaca farm. Fed an alpaca. Then I got to sign up for a cooking class. My two older cousins got to do the cooking class, but I was little so I didn't get to, so I had to make a stone. I made these concrete stones that I put gems, these little like 
you know them like glass pebble kind of things you know you get at like the craft store put those in there was upset I didn't get to make this this cooking stuff I also signed up to do uh, Girl Scouts because Jordan did Girl Scouts and I remember going to my grandma's house and seeing the boxes of cookies just stacked oh her whole living room just stacked to the brim of cookies and I said I want to do this this is my passion in life is selling cookies I want to wear that ugly brown vest or green whatever color it was I don't remember I think did they like change it I think it like used to be brown and they changed it to green I don't know but I wanted that vest I wanted I wanted those patches so we go to this meeting I'm excited I'm little you know kindergarten maybe maybe first grade you know they never called me back Girl Scouts of America I got beef with you why did you never call me back about being a Girl Scout? Who gets rejected to being a Girl Scout? I think this is this is where the trauma began, was getting rejected from the Girl Scouts. Who gets rejected from a Girl Scouts? It's literally a club. I pay to get in. And they said, mm, they never called us back. And I remember just crying. Because I was like, I want to be a Girl Scout so bad. I didn't try it again this year, and on, the next year. And honestly, I really don't even like Girl Scout cookies that much. So, I mean, I'm not really upset about it. No, I, no I'm still upset. But, I mean, the cookies are not my thing. Um, that's a hot take. I think they're all trash besides the peanut butter ones are okay. Um, and the lemon ones are good. Uh, anything else, I can get... I, just give me an Oreo. Give me a chewy... Uh, um, Chips Ahoy cookie. Leave your Girl Scouts at home. Um, so yeah, also when I was little and, well actually that story, you'll just have to tune in next week or whenever the next episode is up to hear the stories about uh, staying at my Aunt Carol's house because there is one and she will probably try to deny that it, um, will probably downplay it but I was terrified. So, yeah. Um, Growing up wasn't too traumatic, but it makes a lot of sense of where I am now. The whole, like, rejection to the Girl Scout things, I always try to, you know, try to, you know, live up to that standard of, you know, being a Girl Scout, I guess. I don't know. I think a lot of things would have just been solved if I was a Girl Scout. I think a lot of the things um, would have been solved if I would have known that I could run my mouth the whole time while fishing. Um... But yeah, the whole swelling the face, the whole swelling of the face, there was, that was gonna happen regardless. Um, and sneaking to watch Larry the Cable Guy, so now every time I think of Larry the Cable Guy, I think of, you know, sneaking and watching it at Sarah's house. Tasha, if you hear this, hi girl, sorry, but we did do that. But we came out alright. You know, we came out good. Um, so I hope you have some, like, like, just really, just like, oddball, like, of course that happened to you because you live in the South. Like, of course, you know, your grandpa had, like, a three-and-a-half-acre garden that you had to go out and, like, help out on some and, like, learn how to eat scuppernob grapes. Like, did that happen to anybody else? Like, did your mama have that cool, like, we thought we were high-living again when um, your mama had this, like, minivan that had a built-in car seat on it? And even then, is that even safe? Like... Like, is that safe to have a built-in car seat now? Do they still make those? Like, looking back, I'm like, is that really high living? Like, I thought we were cream of the crop. Like, I really did. Like, when we... Like, when we got those DVD players, you got to strap to the headrest. Oh, nobody could tell me nothing. 
Oh, I was living. I said, girl, can't nobody talk to me bad. I'm living. I can watch a DVD back here. We used to hook up the PlayStation. We had a one, we had a Dodge Caravan one time that had like a regular wall outlet in it. I remember blow drying my hair while we were riding around because we were late for church and I had to blow dry my hair. Oh God, the church stories when I was growing up, I remember. Um, oh, there's two funny church stories. So, um, growing up in the church, growing up, you know, especially in the South, and if you went to a little small country church like we did, um, you you went to Sunday school at 10 o'clock. There was no choice. And my aunt at the time was my Sunday school teacher. And, um, we would have to learn a Bible verse every week. And I remember it was 15 minutes before we had to leave and I'd go to my mom and I was like, Mom, I didn't learn my Bible verse. And she's like, what do you mean you didn't learn your Bible verses? And I didn't. So we were like practicing and I was like trying to memorize this Bible verse um, for like 30, 15, 30 minutes um, every Sunday because if I didn't learn it, obviously my aunt was going to go up to her sister, my mama, and be like, why didn't Sarah learn her Bible verse? Like, what's going on, Helen? Like, you know she would say something. So we were like, oh, my God. Like, we have to learn this Bible verse. And so we were, like, speed running through this. And it was the whole thing. Every Sunday morning, it was always, like, I never did it. And so we were, like, sprinting, trying to learn this Bible verse. I was also little, and my dear Nana Pat had this saying, uh, listen, listen, the cats are pissing. It was this whole thing she used to say, and she used to laugh, and she would get me to say it, and then I would get in trouble for saying it, and then they would fuss at Carol for teaching me it, and then, um, or Nana Pat. Her real name is Carol, but we call her Nana Pat. Um, and so, she would get fussed at for saying it, and this whole big thing, like, don't you say that? Like, Carol, why are you teaching her this? And I remember one day, that I was in the little kids. It was before I graduated up to my aunt's class. I was in the little kids class and um, my mom, somebody had said, listen, listen. And I looked at the lady teaching and was like, the cats are pissing. And she uh, went to my mom after Sunday school. This woman, we, I adore her. Like she, she just couldn't believe I'd said that. And embarrassed my mom so bad. She was like, uh, Helen? Um, I'm just going to let you know what Sarah said today during Sunday school. And she was like, oh, my God. She's like, I don't know why she keeps saying that. Like, Sarah, like, oh, my God. Like, do not say that. And I remember I got in trouble. But, you know, that's just country living, baby. My mama tried. I think she did a good job. And I think the problem was that we were so much alike. Like, she just knew what she was getting into. So it kind of prepped her a little bit when I was younger. When I got older, I think there was no prep. Like, there was no prep. There was, like, oh, my God, like, what is, what's wrong with her? Like, is she dumb? The answer, spoiler alert, was yes. Still dumb. But, um, I hope she thought it was fun raising me. You know, Mama tried her best, and I think it came out all right. Um, so, yeah, welcome to my childhood. It's a little bit anticlimactic, but it's just these really just southern things that would happen to me. And I'm like, does anybody else go through this? And so I tell my, I tell my friends that grew up in, like, the Raleigh area, A, they don't sound like me. B, I know they're not having the same experiences. I'm like, y'all never had to do that? And they're like, is Sarah, no. And I was like, oh, like, y'all never had, like, dirt bikes and four-wheelers and rode around and, you know, 
did all this. Like, your grandma never made hoe cakes? And they're like, Sarah, what is a hoe cake? I'm like, it's kind of like a pancake, but not really. You eat it with, like, dinner. And they're like, no, Sarah, what are you talking about? And I'm like, y'all never lived like this? Y'all ain't lived. Y'all have not lived. So, um, thanks for listening to this episode. Thanks for listening to me ramble on about my childhood and the wacko things that have happened. Um, hopefully you've had a really southern childhood and you had some things that kind of matched, like, you know, your mama having a rose bush in her front yard beside the porch and somehow you fall off the porch and you fell in the rose bush. Anybody have that happen to either? Um, that your, you know, your uncle and them would come over. Well, that was more normal. Your uncle and them would come over and they built your play set and you played and, you know, your sister and you fought like dogs. Oh, and I used to fight so bad. So bad. Like, we used to, like, straight up, like, almost punch each other in the face. But that's a normal sister thing. Um... Maybe one day when I bring Whitney on, we'll talk about growing up with us. I don't really remember much about growing up, which is really weird. I just start remember things later. I don't know if anybody else is like that, but I totally am. But, you know, maybe you've had some real, you know, hick stories, you know. Your mama also pulled you out of class, learning and getting an education when the McDonald's came up in, you know, the town beside you, you know. So, um... Next episode, our sweet Anna Pat is making an appearance, whether she likes it or not. We're going to interview her. She's had a really cool life. Uh, Growing up with her is one of my favorite things ever. Um, So, yeah. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for doing the dang thing with Sarah Games. I'm your host, Sarah Games. Um, And I'm really excited that you sat through this podcast. Uh, To date, this is my longest one. We're hitting right right about 45 minutes, which is crazy because I don't feel like I've talked this long. That's one of the craziest parts about doing this podcast is, like, I don't feel like I'm talking as long as I'm talking. It feels to me I've only talked for 15 minutes. To be honest with you, I don't even know what I've talked about. I have to go back and listen, and I'm like, oh, girl. Okay. All right. All right, Miss Girl. You do your thing. Um, but next episode, uh, Nana Pat's going to be on. I'm really excited. Um, also, this week, I learned how to actually upload these. So, they're going to get uploaded at the same time. That's okay. Um, you'll definitely hear the voice quality in the first compared to the first the second so much better shout out to sarah thank you so much shout out to pepsi for being my mic stand tonight and um thanks for doing the dang thing um all right we'll shoot i'll see you next week uh have a great week do something fun live a little this week um drink that extra cup of coffee get that extra hour of sleep that you want don't let nobody boss you around you tell people what's up you be a strong independent person and you tell people that you ain't gonna let them walk all over you because we're not doing that because that's not doing the dang thing um so all right we'll shoot i'll see you next week hang in there this week um don't forget to drink your water i'm real bad about that drink your water uh eat a snack um don't fight people at work um don't invite people that come in trying to act crazy. Uh, just smile at them. Don't forget your mask. Don't forget your mask. Uh, yeah, anything else I really can't remember. But shoot, all right. Well, I'll see y'all next time. Bye, I guess. <laughs> I still don't know how to close. All right, I'll see you next time. All right, bye.